Media Days, Under Armour, and Relaunch. The topics for today as we relaunch Locked On UCLA. Let's get started, folks. Hi, everybody. Zach Anderson, Yox. I'm with you guys. I'm your host for Locked On UCLA. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day, a daily podcast. And we go Monday through Friday as we're now in season, 30 minutes or less, as you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts on the various platforms. So I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, as we relaunch Locked On UCLA. It's been a couple of years, been a little bit in hiatus, but now we are ready to go. A brief thing about myself, I'm a D1 play-by-play broadcaster, lifelong Bruins fan, and I just can't wait to talk to you, the UCLA fan base, the community, Westwood, wherever you are in LA, throughout the nation, throughout the globe, UCLA fans together, we unite. And uniting we will as we start our show off with none other than a Bro 8 clap. So fans, get your hands in the air and then on one, two, three, let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, fight, fight. As we get your show started off like that each and every day here on Locked On UCLA. And if you're a little off key on your eight clap there, just a reminder, just pretend like you're at the Rose Bowl and they're speaking over the PA systems and whoever's using the microphone or the big megaphone and you're off key, just pretend like you're in the Rose Bowl as we count down until September, Labor Day weekend, as we get all those non-conference games at home this season inside the Rose Bowl, regardless of how early or late they may be. But speaking of late or early, it's time to get things cooking with Pac-12 Media Days. As Chip Kelly, Stephon Blaylock, and John Gaines II all took the stands, I'll go over my highlights right now of what was said during our recap of the Pac-12 Media Days over the last weekend on Friday, July 29th in Los Angeles, one of the last potential couple of media days, maybe the penultimate media day as it was held in Los Angeles. So UCLASC, I <coughs> hate saying that, as uh, they took the stand. Chip Kelly was asked about mostly, simply, the expansion and moving to the Big Ten. Really refrained from going deeper into it, always coming back to the fact that he's got a very veteran team this season in 2022. They can make some noise in this year, and every question seemed to be two years from now. Two years from now. Big Ten, where did you hear it? Why did you hear it? What happened? What led to the move? All sorts of questions circling and focusing back to the move, going to the Big Ten, UCLA, and SC jumping ship. But most importantly, one of the biggest questions, roster moves, that I really thought kind of slid underneath all those Big Ten questions was when he was asked about and talked about his running back room. This year, the running backs will be led by none other than Zach Charbonnet, and Chip Kelly said, quote-unquote, Zach being our number one makes us really comfortable, but as he furthered going deeper into who could be the number two, he mentioned three names, Keegan Jones, Kashmir Allen, and Deshaun Morrell, the freshman from Brent, Alabama. And for his focus on Kashmir Allen, he said it's our job to find different ways to get him the football, whether it be in the return game, whether it's him being a receiver or a running back. And yes, you heard me say receiver because Chip Kelly said verbatim, we have moved him officially to being a wide receiver. It's official. Last year's 2021 stats including eight attempts rushing-wise, 93 yards rushing, and just a touchdown on the ground. His receiving stats a lot better. He was UCLA's fourth 
leading receiver, 17 receptions, about 255 yards, and the third most receiving touchdowns on the team with four touchdowns total. He was also very elite in the kickoff return game, but that's enough on him in terms of his numbers because Allen maybe had more of a, a Debo Samuel role or just using his speed like we've seen Tyreek Hill or some NFL comparisons. Just the elite speed from a former state champion in the 100 meters as Allen still has some elite speed moving more to a wide receiver giving Dorian Thompson-Robinson DTR some serious elite speed on the outside that they can utilize and for Chip Kelly, really focused, saying, hey, this is what we're going to utilize Allen for. And that was something I thought was notable because Allen, not a running back, sometimes after seeing some elite speed in his earlier seasons at UCLA, haven't really seen him taking the ball. They've gone more to the big, bruising type of backs with some speed, like Zach Charbonnet, who's getting lots of preseason accolades, and rightfully so. Then moving on, as now the questions started to pile in and pile on and just continue to dig in, find the little nugget about where did you hear about the Big Ten? Well, the funniest one was when he was actually golfing with Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, and he was golfing, and apparently on the 14th hole of when they were golfing, he found out when they were together that he and Ryan Day would soon be conference rivals in terms of coaching against one another. So that was a funny little tidbit. I thought really got a little laugh and was pretty interesting, the fact that he's golfing with Ryan Day and the two are going back and forth and soon will be coaching against one another. So that was a funny little thing. Chip Kelly, maybe not the most loquacious of fellows for a media day. I know a lot of attention focusing on the other team at eh, the other side of the city, but Chip Kelly quietly having a roster that can be Secretly, a nice veteran, very complete roster that can really, really compete in the Pac-12 this season. And that's why he kept shifting the focus back to the players, to the team, to what the focus should be on here in 2022 and maybe just in the near future in 2023. But first, as we move along, let's hear about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire in all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. One, you can just create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 800 million people. Then just add your job and the purple hiring frame hashtag to your LinkedIn profile, and you can spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help find you the right people to hire. Simple tools, screening questions makes it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Media days seem kind of goofy, lame, and just kind of a waste of our time. But, you know, we love to get information about coaches. We love to hear different little quotes and tidbits. Personally, not my favorite day, but it is fun to learn about all the different 
happenings, if you can, from the head coaches who take the podium, the players get to learn about their personalities like Stefan Blaylock and the maturity of John Gaines, of those two just being older presences, speaking on a variety of issues and just different things throughout the media days weekend as a whole. But going back to Chip Kelly's comments, there are really just questions continually asking about the Big Ten, just back to the Big Ten. And he finally kind of went directly to the point when asked on the move to the Big Ten. He said, keep the main thing the main thing. What does that mean? Well, he was focusing on what is the main thing of college football. Well, if you ask that question to yourself, what do you think the main thing of college football is? Some might say the brand recognition. Some might say, you know, the the bands, the tradition, just simply the experience at the stadium for young, old, and everything in between. Or, as Chip Kelly would say, it's the focus should be on the players. The best thing about college football is the players. He would go on to list a couple more players from another school and a couple of schools like from Wazoo and from Stanford as to players who are joining media days in the Pac-12 and say, we should be talking about them and including his players. Find what needs to be talked about in their seasons and or how they're going to do in 2022 and not, quote-unquote, not, underline not, talk about expansion. Why do you think he's so hell-bent on not talking about expansion? One, he doesn't want it to be a distraction. Two, his team is very old this year in 2022. This is a very old roster, DTR, as he talked about. It's rare to have a quarterback be around for so many years and be impactful playing in all five of those years because of the extra COVID year granted to these guys. But he's got a veteran roster. A lot of these guys aren't going to be back in two years. You could ask Stephon Blaylock and John Gaines so many questions about whether they're going to see the young fellas do well in the Big Ten. That's not their focus. Their focus is being the other school downtown and keeping them quiet, even though they have all this hype surrounding them. UCLA is saying, we got to focus on 2022. And that's why Chip Kelly kept saying, focus should be on the players. And I think college football, we've gotten away from that, right? From the focus being what the fun is. With all these moves and expansion, you know, the Texas and Oklahoma's to the SECs, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, and potential or maybe no moves at all, but it seems inevitable that somebody will move at some time, whether it's big-scale Power 5, maybe shifting and downshifting into a Power 4, who knows, in terms of how the power conferences will realign, or if it's mid-major conferences or the group of five, slowly dissipating and working their way up with the big boys or even bigger boys, whether it's Mountain West conferences or other things, Chip Kelly simply says, let's keep the main thing the main thing. And I think we've lost the heart of college football as a whole. We just want to have a good time at the at the stadium. Still packed out crowds, elite numbers watching postseason games, but still the r- problem as to why the Pac-12 hasn't gotten there could go through multiple things, whether it's blame the commissioner, blame the schools, blame whatever. And UCLA decided to make their move with Martin Jumond and say they, they bolted. But it's kind of lost the issue at heart, the, the college football athlete, the kind of in-between, the insane elite plays that can happen and all still the goofy, simple mistakes that can happen. That is the ups and downs, the turbulence of a college football season. But 
for Chip Kelly, we should be talking about the players and the seasons ahead of them all in 2022, not expansion. Again, back to that point. He just kept deflecting away, deflecting away from the expansion. And then rightfully so. So many questions he will get here in 2022. The Bruins could start 3-0, as they should with their cupcake of an on-conference schedule here in 2022. But they're just going to be asking about the Big Ten. So a lot of pushing towards the Big Ten. And then they're starting to joke about, all right, what about those early kickoffs? As you go further east, whether you're flying to the Nebraskas or the Michigans or even all the way out to New Jersey and playing Rutgers and all sorts of different places, they started listing off. And he says, I love early kickoffs, kind of quoting the games that he has this year. Two kickoffs earlier than noon. Yes, Pacific time kickoffs in the first three games, including the home opener at 11 a.m. during the first weekend of September. I love early kickoffs. I want to get up and go. We practice in the mornings, and I'll tell you, we'll play in a parking lot if we have to play in a parking lot, saying we'll take on anybody, anywhere, anytime, saying we're not afraid of the Big Ten and we're still ready to take care of business. It's a very important year for UCLA's football season. Chip Kelly just getting that extension, running high off the three wins, and just telling the media, hey, pump the brakes on expansion talk. Let's focus on what we have at hand, replacing some big losses offensively, including Greg Dolchich. You have only one big running back in Zach Charbonnet and still some holes to fill in the number two, and still defense trying to get some big defensive stops going into this 2022 campaign against some big offensive attacks that they'll face later this year. So UCLA, Pac-12 Media Days, in Los Angeles, kind of funny how that all works out, right? You bolt for the Big Ten, and, well, that's just how it works. So media day is not always the biggest, most interesting thing. Everybody was focusing on SC, and if you look at on YouTube, it's kind of funny. The Pac-12 Networks forgot to post Chip Kelly. He's the only coach that isn't posted on YouTube. Out of all the coaches interviewed, Chip Kelly was the only one not to have his official interview posted if you look at YouTube. As I know, we'll get our YouTube channel up and started pretty shortly, but in terms of Pip Kelly not getting the respect maybe he deserves, UCLA football kind of flying under the radar, they're looking to make a statement and prove, hey, Pac-12 can still make it to the college football playoff, and UCLA wants to be the do-it to knock on the door, break it down, maybe shock some teams in 2022. But I digress. Practice on Friday and everything in between. That's why we got to look to bet online as the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Just look at reviews and news at every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Funny enough, you know, the Ryan Day and Chip Kelly golfing when they heard the news. As Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports ragering information from live in game betting, sports, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, as we wrap up the first episode of Locked On UCLA here in a relaunch on the Locked On Podcasting Network, it's a funny story as we finally kind of come full circle from our last episode almost two years ago to now. Then, 
Under Armour was trying to pull out and dissolve the agreements with UCLA. And that was trying to end the 15-year, $280 million agreement that the two sides signed back in 2017. Now, the two have come to a settlement agreement. So briefly, we'll go over chronologically how it happens. Back in 2017, the two signed a record, mammoth, Goliath deal. 15 years, $280 million. Then a couple years go by. As Under Armour said, they had provided UCLA with about $60 million in cash and products over three years before COVID hit. And then in June of 2020, Under Armour decided to try and dissolve the agreement. UCLA then responded two months later in 2020 in August by saying, no, we're going to sue you for $200 million in damages, trying to recoup all the money they would lose with that agreement being shattered more than a decade before its ends. And then after a little bit of time, Under Armour took another public hit after having to reach an agreement. In May of 2021, they had a $9 million settlement with the SEC on their allegations of misleading investors about revenue growth. They were, quote-unquote, said to have been pulling forward as they were trying to use that tactic. But Under Armour decided to try and counter-sue UCLA simply because they had their allegations of that they didn't fulfill their obligations of wearing the company logo as they alleged UCLA had covered the company logo with social justice patches. They were being vindictive as that was part of the issue with the problem they're saying all right you know you covered our logo when your teams came back from covid had social justice patches covering the logo under armor didn't like it they went back and forth as that was last fall in 2021 under armor filed its counter suit to ucla the two sides went back and forth as ucla eventually was able to sign an agreement with the Nike and Jordan brands back in December of 2020, the six-year, 46 and almost a half million dollar deal with the Nike and Jordan brands to really recoup some money lost from that deal against the cut from Under Armour. They got Nike and Jordan brand back in 2020 to help figure out the uniforms for the last couple of years as we're now almost two years into that deal. And now we're finally closing the chapter on years past as just over the weekends, under Armour and UCLA both dropped each of their suits against the other and settled for $67.49 million, almost $67.5 million, as UCLA has been listed to have had $102.8 million athletic department debt as they try to recruit all the money that was lost. They were able to get $67.5 million out of it. And finally, this is the statement Under Armour released saying Under Armour remains committed to all student-athletes and wishes UCLA and the entire Bruden community well. That's all they said. It's kind of interesting. After all the suits back and forth, the kind of PR hit Under Armour was able to take, that they still have some major deals throughout college sports apparel, but they're second to Nike and Jordan brand, which is UCLA, in their minds, may have had an upgrade by getting that deal a much shorter, less monetary value in terms of deal and ceiling but they were able to quickly get a deal right when they were coming back to play during the COVID season and for UCLA 
Some might say they ended up on the other side doing all right, despite a little bit of a debt in the athletic department budget, got themselves the money, some money recouped back in $67.5 million with that deal and settlement signed, agreed upon last Friday. They dropped both suits. And now as we're kind of trending forward, right, UCLA moving into the Big Ten, closing doors, saying goodbye for now to the Pac-12, and then closing the door on the Under Armour dispute. Kind of putting that in the rearview mirror as, you know, as Chip Kelly, as we go back to the previous segments, saying we want to focus on the here and now. UCLA wanted to focus on the here and now, 2022 and beyond, closing those ugly chapters from a year or two ago, focusing on their current agreement, current deal, trying to get out of the athletic department debts, and most importantly, move forward into a much more monetary value of a conference of the Big Ten in the future in focusing on the 2022 and 2023 athletic season and athletic year as a whole, where there's some big expectations for UCLA to come out swinging and take the first swing on Lincoln Riley this year in the Rose Bowl when it comes to that football matchup later this year. Men's basketball has big expectations under Mick Cronin and all their sports looking to compete at the highest, highest of levels, which we'll get to more in depth throughout the rest of this week and beyond as we've relaunched Locked On UCLA. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On UCLA. Meanwhile, go check out our second listen, Locked On Pac-12 with host Spencer McLaughlin. He's got all your tidbits about Pac-12 Media Days today. So Locked On Pac-12, make that your second listen. Meanwhile, that's going to do it for us here today. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, saying go Bruins. Get your hands in the air, folks. One last eight clap and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You. C-L-A, UCLA, fight, fight, fight.